Greetings, cryptids, fiends, and omens, and welcome back to another episode of My Boyfriend's Record Collection. My name's Amanda. I'm Jason. And this is a podcast where we talk about relationships, music, and our relationship with music. Each and every week, we pick a random album from My Boyfriend's Record Collection and discuss the album, the vinyl, the critical reception, and how it makes us feel. What album are we talking about today, Jason? Today, we are talking about Long Way Home, the debut album from Lopsy. Lops, Lops Lee. Lops Lee. I believe I pronounced that wrong on the last episode as well. That's fine. Um, but yeah, it's a weird British teenage pop album. Yep, yep. I believe Spotify would uh, classify this as a like bedroom pop. Yeah, I think or so. Or potentially this could end up on escape room, but like a lot of things end up on yeah. escape room. <laughs> Before we get into the album, what's going on with my boyfriend's news corner? Uh, not a ton. There hasn't really been like a good big music related news story. There's been a lot of little ones. Um, yeah, because the Adidas collab is finally uh, yeah. happening with Corn. Corn's putting out a shoe. Yep. Which I looked at and it's it's fine. It looks it's like, fine. It looks like an Adidas with a corn logo on it. Honestly. Yeah, I mean if you're if you're a big fan of corn, it might be worth looking into. I don't yeah. know what how much they cost. They probably are gonna get botted immediately. So yeah. may the odds be ever in your favor if you're gonna try to get in the digital queue for that. Right. <laughs> um, um but what? yeah there's also like Baroness uh, announced they're putting out a new album called Stone. It is their first album that is not named after a color. And as always, uh, the cover art is fucking yes. sick. Although people were very quick to point out, like, um, actually, Stone is a color. Oh, my God. And so it's still named after a color. It's like, fuck. Ugh. John Baisley specifically said that this album is not named after a color. Yeah, it's named after Stone is in the material. Yeah. If, uh, you know, if you, if you look hard enough, basically every word is a color, so... You know. Yeah. I mean, because, like, see this, I feel like I missed my calling as, like, a nail polish namer. Because mm-hmm. it's, like, I would name colors, like, the underside of a toadstool, the essence of spider webs. You know? Like, I would have been so good at that. Oh, in other music news this week, there's a new King Gizzard album. Yeah. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Uh, What is the name of that album? Oh, my God. Why Why would you do this to me? Oh, oh hold on. Oh, no. Wait, wait hold on. I wasn't done to- <laughs> Baroness, uh, before we get into that. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, The Baroness album is called Stone. They've released a song so far. I'm pretty excited about it because they're going on tour and we'll get to see them in Asheville with Jesus Peace and a Squala Grind. Yes. I'm Um, so excited to see a Squala Grind. That album is coming out uh, September 15th. Let's see here. I'm trying to pull up the full title of this King Gizzard album because it's insane. Um... I'm so yeah. sorry that I did this to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh my God. Why is there? Why is there a Wikipedia article like this? I, don't I know if you can hear, dear listener, but he is furiously scrolling. There's a whole section called musical styles and the Gizverse. The Gizverse. Yes. Anyway, okay. So uh, the 24th studio album by Australian rock band King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Titled Petro Dragon Petro Draconic Apocalypse or The Dawn of Eternal Night Colon in a, an Annihilation of Planet Earth and the Beginning of Merciless Damnation. I for one welcome our Velociraptor overlords. Yeah. Uh, and, and most most even the Wikipedia article shortens it to just uh Petro Dragonic Apocalypse. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, so there's that, the new King Gizzard mm-hmm. album. It's another uh it's like their second metal album. 
after Infest the Rat's Nest uh, a few years ago. Also, a new trailer and song. We haven't listened to the song yet. No, There's we a new not. Death Clock. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the trailer for the Metalocalypse movie was finally released. And also, they released a new Death Clock song to go with it. I'm um, so excited. Hold on. I'll pull it up and we'll do, we'll do a quick live reaction. <gasps> Yay. If it's on here, if it's already on title, it is. Ooh, so, Death Album Volume 4, right? Yeah, Death Album 4 uh, has no tracks listed. <laughs> what happens if I hit play? Oh, there's no playable songs. Wow. Um, oh, there it is. Okay. Aortic, Aortic Des- Desecration. Ooh. It's the name of the new uh, Death Clock song. Let's see what this is all about. It's a hot tip for y'all out there. Um, One of the best ways to like not hear the sound of a dental drill. Death metal. Yeah. Yeah, that sure does sound like a death clock. Yeah, I like it. It gives my brain the happy chemicals. I mean, it, it sounds, you know, it actually sounds more straightforward death metal focused than um, than most death clock stuff, actually. It really does. Because a lot of death clock stuff has like the symphonic metal and stuff like yes, that in there. And I, so. I have, I immediately have a theory that like Brendan Small after doing uh, the last Metalocalypse like, TV movie, The Clock Opera. Right. And then working on his own Galacticon yes. albums, which are also like very big and theatrical and like sci-fi themed and stuff. I think he just wanted to do straightforward death metal. I think so. so and it's I something l- that's a little smaller in scope. I love that so much. Um, as always, Brendan sounds incredible on the vocals. The drumming is amazing. Like, yeah. You know, I, I just really like Death Clock, and I'm so excited because we're going to get to go see them Labor Day weekend yep. in Atlanta. Let's go. Yeah. And that movie comes out on digital and Blu-ray August 22nd. I will definitely just be buying the Blu-ray. Yep, definitely. I might. We might. Um, we should host like a watch party. I was literally about to say that. That would be so much fun. Yeah, like, we can do it in the backyard. Yeah. yeah. You know, even if it's just ends up being like me and you and Taylor and Mal, which like, hi, I mean, Taylor think, and Mal, we love you. I think <laughs> I think Mark would want to come and watch. I think the, so. I think we have plenty of friends yeah. that would be interested enough to watch the new Metalocalypse movie. Yeah. Uh, that would want to come over and watch it on a big inflatable screen. Definitely. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is yeah, be espe- so much especially fun. since it's not playing in theaters. Yeah, definitely. You know, so like if you're. You know, this this seems like a better first viewing experience than just fucking 
renting it from Amazon Prime or whatever yeah. it is. Because actually, like, the way it's worded, because it says Blu-ray and digital, that does, like, I initially just assumed it would be streaming on HBO. Right. But the way it's worded makes it sound like it's not going to be streaming immediately. You're going to have to buy it Which, like, on I, digital. I am very much for. Yeah, um, for sure. Because I want Brendan Small to get his coins for this yeah. and also everybody else that worked on the project. Like, I mean, like I said, I'm buying the Blu-ray regardless. Absolutely. Like, uh-huh. day one. In fact, yeah. I might see if we can pre-order it, like, today. Like, I'm I'm, I'm the person that is upset that the, that the complete series box set thing they're putting out is on DVD instead of Blu-ray. I know. Oh, God. There, there has to be a Blu-ray for that coming eventually. You would think. Uh, you Please, would think. Especially God. since I really want to watch The Clock Opera. Yeah. On, on Blu-ray. Um, but yeah, August 22nd for that. We're finally, you know, a decade after the finale. We're getting a proper finale to Metalocalypse. Yep, and it is, in fact, the Metalocalypse. It's the end of the yep. world, baby! And then the only other story that's been happening this week is... Uh, I don't know. It's been on my Twitter timeline a bunch because Rina Sawayama uh, introed when she played Ga- uh, Glastonbury a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, she went into the song Shut the Fuck Up yeah. by... Uh, she's she's been doing the interpolation of the uh, blind intro by Korn. Yeah. And this time she used that time to call out Maddie Healy. Oh. Uh, of of uh you know the nineteen seventy five and basically say you know I'm tired of, for I mean, she said I'm tired of these uh microaggressions and I'm like, all right, like, can't be, and no one no one sounds tough talking about microaggressions on stage, but yeah, but I get she, where she's coming from. But she also mentioned you know. Uh, uh, mocking Asian people on a podcast, which, to be fair, was technically Nick Mullen, not Maddie Healy. Yeah, but, but like, <laughs> and uh, but uh, this is the more important thing. This is how I found out that Maddie Healy potentially maybe uh, owns Rena Sawayama's masters. Oh, because he was he has since stepped down after the whole controversy of Met going on uh, the Come Town podcast, right. Um, he has since stepped down, but he was like the head of, uh, oh my God, now I'm blanking on the, I looked this up right before we started, but the, the record label yeah. that she's on, like yeah. the, the indie label, yes. because she wasn't on, like, I think she might just be talking about the first like, like cherry? EP, because I'm pretty sure her debut album was on like Warner Brothers or some shit, but Either way, yeah. Uh, very interesting. I didn't realize Maddie Healy was like that ingrained in the industry. Why is it always? Because it's like him and like Scooter Braun and Doctor Luke. They're yeah. just the creepiest uh, men imaginable. Again, to be fair, I don't want to put Maddie Healy on the same on the same uh pedest- as, on the same level as Scooter Braun or Doctor no, Luke. No, but like, you get what he, I mean. He didn't assault anyone. No, but he, like, he went on an edgy podcast and then dated Taylor Swift for like four weeks. Yeah. <laughs> you know what that's fair. But you get what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I do, but Yeah, it's just like what I mean, Can I you think... guys just get your shit together? Like, white guys in their 30s that own people's masters. Can you just be chill for, like, five minutes? I mean, no. I think <laughs> I think any industry like that attracts, you know. Yeah, that's fair. The worst types of dudes. Yeah. Um, speaking of the industry. Yep. Let's talk about Lopsley. Yeah, what are our genre tags for this one? Uh, genre tags are, um, let's see here. 
non-existent on here on the wikipedia actually oh okay um, i'll make them up all right so it's like dreamy bedroom pop it's a little bit lana del rey it's a little yeah. bit amy winehouse her her genre tags in general on wikipedia are art pop soul ambient and the alternative r&b yeah, that's what I said. I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Winehouse is not a genre. I would also add into there like uh, electric pop mm-hmm. and like house music almost. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I really like the production on this album because yeah. it's, it's just not as basic as it could have been. Um, I kind of feel like this one, like I felt about the Idea album we did like 10 episodes back or something. Yeah. It's like, because I listened to some of her other singles from her later work. It's like, this one's good. But then we you hear where she is now or where she was like a couple albums after. And it's like, oh, okay. So this is just a starting point. Well, here's the thing about Lopsley. There is no couple albums after. What? This is her only album. Really? Yep. <laughs> she... Uh, Holly Lapsley Fletcher, born uh, August 7th, 1996, known by the stage name Lopsley, is uh, an English singer, songwriter, musician, and producer. Her debut album, Long Way Home, was released on March 4th, 2016 on XL Recordings. Mm. Um, And yeah, she has not released an album since then. It looks like she might be in school currently. Gotcha. Like she might be in college and that's why. Okay, yeah. I was definitely listening um, to like Better Times, like her latest single, um, Operator, like the remix from one of the one of the singles off of this album. Like she's got like a lot of singles that are like listed as albums in Spotify. Okay. <laughs> so that's where I got confused. Okay, interesting. I didn't look into all that. I'm an album person. Yeah, no, you're fine. Um, so um, if you don't if you don't release a full album, then yeah. it doesn't exist to me. Yeah, but if you love um her work on this album, there is more, and some yeah. of it's even better. I mean, I would imagine, mm-hmm. uh, because she was um what 19 when this mm-hmm. album came out. I think so. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, 1996. It was released in 2016. Yeah. So. She was a baby she on this fra- one. She was about to turn 20. Gotcha. Basically, when the album was released, which means she was probably between the ages of 17 to 19 when it was being written, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but she does do, like, basically all of the instrumentation on this album herself. Wow. Uh, under personnel, it has Lopsley listed as vocals, drum programming, guitar, percussion, piano programming, and synthesizer. There are a couple of, like, guest musicians. Mm-hmm. You know, James Draper do- did some percussion and programming. Um, Otto Williams did some bass. You know, uh, there's some backing vocals from Romans. The main producer of this album... Uh, Rodied McDonald, uh, he did uh, some drum programming, uh, and the mo the only like real credited like guest musician on here, which isn't even credited in title, is um Muramasa, did uh, some drums and synthesizer on the closing track. Gotcha. Which, as I'm saying that, I'm realizing it might be a sample. Gotcha. She might be sampling Muramasa. Why does that name sound so familiar? Muramasa is a is a is a um fairly fairly uh, uh, well known like electronic music. Producer. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. I probably heard like Fantano talk about him or something. Yeah, yeah. Best known for his song for his 2016 song "Lovesick" featuring ASAP Rocky. 
which reached number one on the Spotify viral charts. Wow. Yeah. Oh, he produced um that Pink Panther song, Boys a Liar. Oh, I love that song. Wow, okay. <laughs> that like just yeah. like lives rent free in my head. Yeah, at no, all times. I I mostly know Muramasa as like a big producer. Yeah. Um But yeah, like this album is so much more impressive when you put it in the context that like most of the work on it was done by somebody whose frontal cortex has not finished developing. Like it's just it's so impressive, period, (coughs) if you were to do all of it. Yeah. But it's especially impressive when you're that young. You know, this is one of those ones where um, I'm not going to be like too uh, harsh on it, but it is definitely an album that uh, uh, this is definitely the first one that you like significantly more definitely than i do yeah my um, brain just my brain just laps up pop music because i can't hide it can't deny it you know yeah. as a little background uh i like kind of mentioned this on the last episode but um i did not like buy this album i hadn't yeah. actually listened to this album at all uh until we like picked it <laughs> for this episode because when my buddy when like my best friend taylor was uh getting rid of he was trying to pare down a lot of his vinyl collection right. he told me and he was like yo i'm gonna like sell a bunch of vinyl but uh you know i want you to like come and flip through it and see what you want yeah before before i list it all on like facebook <clears throat> so i did i went there and i basically just grabbed everything that looked vaguely similar or vaguely similar vaguely like interesting yeah to me so there's a lot of records that i grabbed uh that i just like don't didn't know anything about i never listened to before because i took like i grabbed like 20 records from him yeah yeah and and i paid him 100 bucks and so i got a lot of like really good stuff you know i got Mm -hmm. some tv on the radio i got a telephone by no name yeah which is (laughs) worth a lot of money i was (laughs) gonna say isn't that like one of our like higher value (laughs) yeah i told him after too i was like hey man this this thing's worth like a lot of money if you want to like sell it like i feel kind of bad (laughs) <laughs> you know it's it, it's worth like at least two hundred dollars <laughs> yeah but see that's why you're such a good friend because yeah. you told him like shout yeah. out to taylor you're the best dude most of the cool shit in our house or at least the coolest shit has come from you yeah and that's saying something but uh yeah this is one of those ones that like even he i think it was a vinyl me please thing because mm-hmm. he was also subscribed to vinyl me please and i think he just like added it onto his order because he thought it looked interesting yeah because even he was like, yeah, I don't really know much about that one. Yeah. So. I love that these, like, records that we haven't listened to, though, are just kind of floating in the collection. And just every once in a while, we'll have an episode that is, like, kind of a random grab bag instead yeah. of our usual, like, hip-hop, soul, and um, death stoner metal. metal yeah, yeah. Stoner metal, you know. Like, yeah, that's the thing. I actually, once we started doing this show, I, like, intentionally... Was like, oh, I'm not gonna. Now I'm not gonna listen to these right? albums that I haven't listened to, because then it makes it more interesting for the show. Because you gotta you get, save it for the content. Yeah, you get stuff like this where I uh, uh, had zero expectations going in and was slightly underwhelmed. But mm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's you know, I'm just gonna warn y'all up front. This is a breakup album written by a teenage girl. Yeah. And it sounds very of its time. It does. You, I, I mean, like this, as we get into it, you're gonna hear every like artist she's kind of emulating and referencing. Yeah, this is um, 2016. Mm-hmm. So it's pre Billie Eilish. Yep. But post Lord. Post Lord and post um, uh, Amy. 
You know, I keep saying yeah. her name. Amy Winehouse. You know, I, but yeah. like. This, the, the singing in cursive on this album. Oh, yes. Is there. Um, She definitely, um, like if you like even slightly like any of the music we're going to play on this episode, um, I highly encourage you to check out her latest releases because like she is just so elevated. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm excited like I, to see where she goes. <laughs> uh, let's, ju- let's jump into let's it. Let's jump into it. Preamble. um we've this is all of all of i think we've exasperated all of the information we know about lopsley yeah Uh, that's what we do other than okay so technically her name is lapsley not lopsley i've been pronouncing it pronouncing it with the accent lapsley uh like it's really funny i i assumed she was like nordic i did too she's british yeah she's british she's from york and uh lapsley is her middle name and uh, she put the accent over it because it looks cool. That is such a 2016 yeah, thing. To it do. really is. <laughs> anyway, let's let's get in. Let's get into uh, the first track on this album. This is Heartless. kind of um it's kind of an intro for how the rest of the album goes you know it's a good sampling yeah i think i think it's a good intro Mm -hmm. for the album uh uh i i do i do like that hook Mm -hmm. on it i think that's pretty catchy right Um, i like her lyricism yeah and i do if if this i I do like how like clean and like forward her her voice is here Mm -hmm. um if this came out today, I feel like this would be drowning in like reverb and I agree. stuff like that. Like it would, I don't know. I I feel like there's a lot of this style of like indie pop that's coming out now where they're like 
actively trying to make it sound more lo-fi and like sometimes it comes off as sounding very fake lo-fi yeah in a way. but like i think what helps her here is she's got like that fullness to her voice even yeah. though she's singing in curse that there's so much depth there mm-hmm. it does sound a little bit like it's a, like it's a put-on voice definitely like, like this like, isn't her natural singing voice she's trying to sound like someone i agree um yeah. and i think that's something a lot of young artists do as yeah. they're like trying to figure out their sound but like no i'm 100 percent with you on there and i keep saying it but she's trying to sound like amy winehouse you hear it right yeah yeah definitely (laughs) a little bit i mean it also sounds like a lot of the um the like alternative r&b that was getting really really popular around this time you know the like the scissors the georgia smith yes Um, yeah yeah i forget which janelle monet album was out around this time like between like 2015 2017 but like janelle kind of like dipped her toe into that vibe right um but yeah i mean overall i think Mm -hmm. it's i think it's perfectly fine absolutely (laughs) uh we can just go on to the next track hurt me yeah this is hurt me Anticipating heartbreak And I know, and I know, and I know I'm putting on a brave face To meet you in the same place And I know, and I know, and I know Gotta let my mind find another space Cause I heard these scars never go away And now I'm running out of ways To numb the pain So if you're gonna hurt me Why don't you hurt me a little Like breathing underwater, where's the Lord and order? I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. One thing I will say about her, she's very good at uh, building a song. Yes. She's very good at like, the the beat does like kind of change and build throughout each song. It does. Um, I would love to see her get into production, honestly, yeah. for like other artists. Yeah, I will say this song... And I mean, this whole album kind of sounds like this. Yeah. It's very dated to me. Yeah. Like, it almost sounds even a little older than 2016. It feels but very it is, 2009 to me. It is very much that, like, when house music was becoming really, really popular and every song, like, every pop song wasn't a pop artist. It was, like, David Guetta featuring... Right, feeling, featuring yeah. LA Golding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> fucking uh, Avicii featuring fucking Sia or whatever. Yeah, you know, yes. like That's what this reminds... It's that type of music. It reminds yeah. me of... I have... I mean, in a different song down here, I have Bonnaroo Core. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, what it reminds me of is... Uh, and maybe this is just a me thing. Maybe I'm the only weirdo that, like, watches these videos every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But, like, 
uh, these big festivals, right? They'll release, they call them after movies. Yeah. Once the festival's over, they'll just kind of like cobble together some highlights and, you know, put some kind of like generic sounding EDM, yeah. EDM song over yeah. it. And like, that's what a lot of this album sounds like. It, I agree. Like, when I was listening to it, I could just picture like drone shots of yeah like, of like the like, festival crowd yeah of like not yeah nondescript light show you can't tell who's performing right but it's like lights are going crazy like. literally <laughs> so the funny thing is this album actually has a lot of annotation on genius unfortunately a lot of the annotation is just paragraph after paragraph <laughs> of this song shows the progression of knowing your relationship is coming to an end and just wanting to be hurt. And mm-hmm. it's like they repeat that for 25 sentences. But this actually did, um, this one in particular, uh, debuted in 2015. So she was born in 1990, uh, okay. you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so she was pretty young. Um, and it is the most streamed song on Spotify. Yeah, which is fair. It's mm-hmm. probably like not to, um, not to give it away. I don't know if it's my favorite song, but it's definitely the most pop like big pop song right like it's, I, it's the obvious single when you listen to the it album. is um i kind of i would love for like I, I know i just said it but i would love for her to get into production and i would love somebody like jpeg mafia or some somebody a little rough around the edges to rap over it because i feel like that would mesh really well because it's i like this album but it's almost a little saccharine yeah you this, know what i mean <laughs> this album it sounds a lot like uh uh music that would be sampled by like by like internet rappers oh my god you know what this is okay so you know i watch a lot of catfish the tv show yeah oh yeah this is is catfish background music for sure i'm so sorry that was so loud if i just busted your eardrums with that laugh and that cackle but um like like for real this would be the song that's like playing when like they find out that like the person you've been talking to is not the person in the pictures and it's like they run back to the car crying and the co-host chases them back in and you know the song just gets louder as they're sobbing in the car you know Mm -hmm. and uh don't worry we've only got 10 more of those songs yay uh, let's move on to the next one falling short yep one month of February, keep on holding on, and I know for sure, and I know it's sharp. One month of February, keep on holding on, and I know it's sharp, and I know it's sharp. Cause you can save this. 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 Cause you
I gotta say, I do once again, like, what would be a little bit of a plain oatmeal song. You know, it's fine. Um, once again, saved with really interesting production choices. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I think, um, and you'll get this a lot throughout this album, her doing these, like, layered and, like, pitched vocals and stuff. Yep. Is, like, really what sets this album apart mm-hmm. from everything else that came out yeah around this time that sounds exactly like this exactly like that is what's cool about it is it is it's her own twist it's different yeah. it is unique you know i, I like I, it i have in my notes that this immediately sounds like some gray's anatomy music okay so it's funny that you said that because i wrote this music was made in a lab for white women in their 30s yeah like gray's anatomy yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> and i'm one of those people it, it is straight up and it's also like like Grey's Anatomy does like often pull from these like indie pop yeah artists. very much so um i remember my mom asking me if i've ever i think it was metric there's like yeah. a metric song yeah. in the Grey's Anatomy yeah you or, know who would like this album megan yeah that's true you know megan probably would like this yeah she likes this kind of soulful, but like with interesting production choices, you know. Right, right. Megan's got good taste. Shout out yeah. to uh, Jason's sister, Megan. <laughs> so now what's interesting about the next couple tracks is the yeah. vinyl order is different than the streaming order. Yeah, I'm still going to go through with the, the streaming order. That on works. This one. Um, but yeah, sorry if we're blasting through these tracks. Uh, there's not a no. lot to say. Especially since so many of these songs sound so similar. Abs- yeah. That, like, I have things in my notes for, like, later songs that I could say. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, no, I want to save that for the other songs. Exactly. Like, we don't want to just sound like broken records yeah. over here. But, um, but yeah, let's let's get into Cliff. Let's get, let's jump off a cliff. Yeah. Let's go. Let's turn the volume back up and then get into Cliff. Take me to the cliffs, there is my heart to sale and he's shaking. I walk close to the edge with this boy with. Someone's hand, you know I 
I do have some interesting context I just discovered on Genius about this song. Yeah. Yeah. So Cliff is the fourth track on Holly Lopsley Fletcher, a.k.a. Lopsley's major label debut, Long Way Home. On Cliff, Lopsley sings about being in love with someone suffering from obsessive compulsive disorder. In an interview with Q, Lopsley said, In Cliff, there's like a distance between us. The person is at the bottom of the cliff, and the only way to get to them would be to jump, which would be fateful having a relationship with someone who has mental health issue you're dealing with a third person who is the el- the illness it's very separate from the person but at the same time engulfs them it would almost be easier if someone cheated because it's a specific thing i write it in a certain way to talk about that if people want to understand my music that's what it's about uh. i as a person uh that <laughs> has obsessive compulsive disorder do you feel like i'm at a bottom of the cliff and no. you yeah, that that feels that feels very much like that feels very much like a teenager who hasn't had a lot of like life experience yeah. just really really uh grasping onto anything they can. Yeah. To like to like add some like depth to their songs. Exactly. You know what I mean? So yeah. like so like she she clearly she doesn't want to be a liar. No. You know, but she's she's grasping at straws here to try yeah. and find like anything that can uh uh give her like some type of like deep uh I don't know what the word I'm looking Fake for. Fake deep. Because because like the thing I'm Authenticity. Authenticity, mm-hmm. yeah, that works. Because like I didn't want to say traumatic because yeah. I don't think she's going for something traumatic. But. No, but it's like, I don't know. There the, is a little bit of ableism involved yeah. when you're like, oh my God, this person suffering with mental illness is the bottom of a clip and only I can save yeah. them. And Lapsley is definitely someone that um, grew up with money. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't say, let me see here. Secondary school. Yeah. It, it, like it doesn't say who her parents are like. Or, or um, anything like that, or like that right. she's an industry player. But it does, like the only the only uh, sentence in her like personal life part on her Wikipedia page is Lopsley enjoys yachting and owns a boat called Theodore. Wow. <laughs> okay, so she is an FO baby. Yeah, um, like not necessarily in the sense that like her parents work in the industry, but no, but she, they have money. Yeah, she definitely has a lot of money. Like anyone that is a teenager and has all of the like the multi-instrumentalist like credits on their album you know the drum programming guitar progression piano programming so, like that means that her parents have not only enough money to buy her all of these like exp- all of this expensive music equipment but also most likely sent her to like a private art school yeah you know, like it's not necessarily it's not we're not saying she's not talented. Right. But it's like it's easier when you're talented and you have access to resources to and get it, into the industry. And it uh, and it does also give you some insight into why some of her songs might come off as a little shallow. Yeah. You know? like I mean, it just <sighs> she's not she's not going through. The type of things that someone who's going to like public school is going no. through. She's like, oh, and, my boyfriend that I spent time right. on his yacht with, like, you know, he's got OCD and it's so hard for me, you know. Right. And so, but, and she's trying, 
she's trying to make these songs sound like pained in a relatable way. Yeah. Which is tough when, you know, you're in a position where you have a lot of wealth. <laughs> exactly. But I guess um, uh, on um, that note. Well, the only other thing I had in my notes, because I thought it was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. I called this, um, uh, what I say? Where is it? Yeah. Uh, I like the pitch shifting vocals on the second verse. Euphoria ashtray fan cam type beat. Oh my god! <laughs> I ah. can vis- so visually see it, like especially with the like, you know, the the whatever you do on TikTok that makes the lyrics come up. Yeah. And and like the an a- in like an animated way, and yep. you're like a boy without a name, and it's like yep. <laughs> it has all the sparkles and shit around oh ashtray. My god. It's a it's a R.I.P. Ashtray. Yeah. I'll never forgive the piece of shit that runs Euphoria for that. Yeah, uh, I mean, a lot of this does sound like Euphoria music. It in does. General. It sounds uh, like uh, that little druggy baby uh, boy would be singing some. Yeah, music, you know? yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, his music does sound similar to this. It really Cause he, does. Because I'm blanking on his fucking name right now. It's, uh, oh my god, why am I blanking on his name so hard? Because he um, started out with uh, Brockhampton. Oh, he did? Yeah, he, he's not in Brockhampton, but... Uh, like he lived in the house. When Kevin Abstract was starting a label, oh. uh, this guy was the first guy to get signed to Kevin Abstract's label. Gotcha. Okay. And uh, he was promoted on like the Brockhampton channel, and then he was on Kevin's solo album. And gotcha, gotcha. He did like opening, he did tours opening for Brockhampton. When he first came out, and I am blanking so hard on his name, uh, but it doesn't matter. No, um, let's let's uh, get into the next yeah. track. Euphoria, here. Euphoria is a show that was only good for one season, anyway. Yeah, oh my god! <laughs> I mean, it was like the first. You're not wrong. Like the first season, talk about a fucking cliff. The first season of Euphoria is so good, and then the second season is just terrible it's like they 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 really made it in a way that made it like fun to watch week to week and see what people were talking about on twitter yeah but if you actually like stop to think about what you were watching you're like oh this show sucks yeah this is horrible (laughs) why like Like, it's it's worse than shameless yeah they they really speed ran the problem that shameless had yeah where like shameless started out with the exception of a couple of uh pl- glaring plot lines but like for the most part shameless was like a pretty grounded like realistic depiction of like a bunch of things you know yeah. growing up in poverty of drug abuse of mental health issues of all these things and then like as the show progressed you know once it got to like season six or whatever it started to get like all right this is getting a little too ridiculous this yeah, is we, no we longer fully jumped the shark yeah here. this is no longer grounded in reality and yeah. um and Euphoria managed to do that in, in two seasons. Yeah, they really <laughs> speed ran it. Yep. And uh, now that dude's got a new show on HBO, which apparently sucks. I'm not going to watch it. Nope. Uh, I have no interest in... I have, I only have so many hours on this earth. Yeah, I, yeah I'm yeah. not going to spend them watching The weekend uh, sexually abuse uh, Johnny oh. Depp's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Um, yeah, so the next song is Operator, which... Uh, like Amanda said on the last one, was swapped in order on the vinyl, which is really interesting. It's a choice. Yeah, it's a choice. I think it probably worked better mm-hmm. because, like on streaming, you have these two really slow songs, kind of back to back. Right. Yeah. And um, you'll see, you'll see, Operator is not nearly as slow of a song. No, I, I really like Operator. Let's get into it. Operator. 
lot more fun for me i i honestly um there are two things that i feel like you can add to any song that can only improve the song and that's a saxophone solo Mm -hmm. or a gospel choir yeah this is definitely the most r&b this Mm -hmm. album gets and it also has like these disco influences i don't know it's it's the one that stands out the most because it's the only one that isn't like drenched in house music exactly it's really fun it's very boppy um i also just love when like these especially like cusp millennial zoomer zoomers like you know lopsley was born in 1996 mm-hmm. get really like anachronistic for the recent past yeah like, she never talked to an operator i guarantee uh, like a telephone right. operator that's a, that did not exist yeah wait did she write hold on who has <laughs> he's got one? the writing credit okay uh yeah she did write uh, this is her mcdonald who's the producer on most of this album and william Spiverly, Spiverly, Spiverly. But yeah, I like it. I don't know who Williams. I, I wonder who that is because this is the only credit he has on this album. Maybe, oh. you know what? Maybe this song samples something. Yeah. And um, and, and that's why there's a writing credit on here. Maybe, yeah. But he also doesn't have a Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, I guess we'll never know. We'll never know. There's Tragic. The, literally no way for me to find out. How am I going to sleep tonight? Um. <laughs> Yeah, this song also, there's some background vocals towards the end that, like, really, really reminded me of the Leanne LaHavis album we did. Yeah? Yes! Actually, I have that in my <coughs> notes. Um, But, yeah, this is definitely, this is, like, a standout track to me. It mostly because it sounds so different from everything else on the album. Yeah, I really like her vocal performance on this. I feel like she sounds the most herself. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like she's trying to emulate anybody on this one. At least not as much as some of the other tracks, you this know? Is, this is the song that I think would be most likely to become a hit today i i agree or at least maybe uh uh maybe like two years ago i don't know if the whole like disco revival thing is really hitting like yeah i don't know because like the gays would eat this shit up because yeah. the other thing is most telephone operators were women mm-hmm. <coughs> so this song is gay yeah yeah lopsley <coughs> Lopsley came out as bisexual on Instagram in 2020, according Ooh. to her Wikipedia page. We, st- Ooh. we stand a <laughs> bi queen. Yeah. But, uh, because, yeah, I mean, this sounds on par with, like, like what Dua Lipa was doing. On yeah. Yeah. Like I like it. But, yeah, um, we'll move on from there. Mm-hmm. This next song is called Painter. Pay these ways of making 
I think this is one of the more interesting I do tracks too. on this album. I think this is like the best dream pop gets for me. I, I think any other of this style of like you know twenty sixteen indie Tumblr pop. Yeah. You know I think I think if this was on like a, a Tovlo album or a Halsey album or a mm. Lana Del Rey album, it would be one of the filler tracks. Definitely. But I think the fact that Lopsley is the one doing all of this herself she's like arranging this all herself yes. and everything. like that's what makes it more interesting because um you know you could picture her like because ma- it, because it's only like a couple of lines yeah and they're all layered over yeah. each other so it's like the line you can paint these wings mm-hmm. and make me fly crush coming over yeah. like the rem kind orange in the color like blackpool on sunrise yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, just those like four lines, and then they just she just kind of layers them over, uh, over top each other in this really interesting yeah. way. It's also this is the only song. No, it's not. Never mind. This is one of the songs where uh, she is listed as the sole writer and producer. Yeah, of and the of the song. It's one of my favorites on the album. Um, like it reminds me very much of like a child's music box, but like yeah. you know, it's just it's so dreamy. I think it's cool. It creates a good atmosphere. It I does. Think. It does. Um, what else it was that? Yeah, I just the only other thing I had was sad girl time. Sad girl time. <laughs> um, oh my god, it's um, funny. Uh, I was I was just thinking I can make a TikTok um, about like my moths and being sad that they're flying away because yeah. you can paint these wings. Nah, nah, nah. Uh, yeah, they, oh, they, so, they're, so they're, dreamy. They're, they're painting the sky with they their. Are. <laughs> wow, so deep. Anyway, so let's get into the yeah, vinyl. It's vinyl time. Yeah. This so I already discussed where I got this from. Yep. Uh, I got it for free. No, well, not technically for free. I, I guess I paid the equivalent of like math two dollars i guess yeah whatever um but yeah it's it's a very basic i mean it's very uh like the cardboard's nice and thick on it like it's definitely i'm this is why i'm pretty sure it's a vinyl me please thing because it is like a well-made it's, it's a good card stock yeah. it's just a slip sleeve but the- <laughs> <coughs> yeah it's a single single sleeve uh the cover of the album is just mm-hmm. a, a nice Instagram ready photo of Lopsley there. Yep. A white woman. Yep. A white woman's Instagram. Um Yeah, we've got a nice blue field with the track list on the back. It's all yep. very very basic here. Uh not in the insulting way. Yeah. On the inside you have the the classic the classic collage of photos. Polaroids yep. specifically. Yeah. 
you know if, what's the over under on her having a mustache tattooed on her finger oh my god i don't i don't th- <laughs> i don't think she was old enough yeah probably I don't, not because that was that's very that's a very 2012 thing i know it feels like this so, is a very 2012 album yeah so she would have been what like 15 yeah 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 she definitely, she definitely, definitely uh, drew one on her finger with Sharpie. Oh, absolutely, for sure. And then, and then everyone at lunch thought it was hilarious. Yep. But uh, yeah, and then, so yeah, that's that's it. Just some lyrics on the other side. Uh, there is a little note on here that I honestly don't feel like reading. To be perfectly honest with you, so I'm not going to go. That's valid. Or buy the album yourself if you're that curious <laughs> about it. Oh my god! And then uh, the vinyl itself is just a nice, pure white. It's kind of a creamy white. Yeah. It's like an ivory color. It's very pretty with like yeah. the blue like label. Right. Very aesthetic. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Very. You know what? She's hashtag just girly things Tumblr. Yeah. Oh that's yeah. That's what this for whole sure. aesthetic and this whole album. And I think that's why it kind of hits for me right. because I was that girl on Tumblr in like 2012. And then it also comes with a poster. Aww. A big old, big old poster of Lopsley's face. Yeah. That has. Uh, I'm so happy to be sharing my debut album with you. I've been working on Long Way Home for over a year, and I feel this. Uh, this first LP truly represents me creatively and emotionally. emotionally. Thank you. Aww. Uh, that's what that's it says sweet. on the other side of the poster. Yeah, it's like written in like, I think it's, it's probably, it's either implied to be her handwriting or it is. Right. Uh, we can't read cursive very well. It takes us a moment. Yeah, we're millennials. They stopped teaching cursive in school. My mama tried, but my dyslexic ass just could not. Like. I mean, I see, I see people, I see boomers say that in Facebook comments all the time, but I was absolutely taught cursive in school. Yeah, yeah. It's like, look. It's not although, my mom's fault that that just like slid off my brain like an egg on half pavement. Although I will say, uh, because I, you know, went to grade school in Maryland, mm-hmm. uh, then I moved down here and finished out the last two years of high school. I did talk to a lot of people in my high school that were not taught cursive. No, yeah, it's so. Funny. So that might that might be a regional thing. No, it's kind of funny because like. These boomers keep bitching about that, but they keep voting for people that keep cutting yeah, school funding. Right. And it's like, dude, like with all like the standardized testing and bullshit, teachers just don't have time. Right. Yeah. No, we, we need to be teaching kids cursive. And also, uh, I don't want to give any money to schools ever. Nope. We need, to, <laughs> we need to defund the Department of Education. But also, why doesn't anyone know how to drive a stick shift? Right. <laughs> what happened to shop class or home economics? How, why don't kids know how to balance a budget? Yeah, budget cut moron uh, <laughs> anyway we have a lot of friends that are teachers we're very passionate yeah. about this <laughs> uh let's move on uh to the next song which uh it looks like in my notes this is the song that kind of broke me yeah when i was listening to this album so let's do it let's tell uh, let's listen to tell me the truth let's let's tell us some truth Well, I've been taking things that I don't want to take Slamming other doors and feelers breaking me down The feeling never lasts, I need to satiate The feeling that I had before you took me right down Having you when it starts to get a small high Short amount of time before the birds fly by The lighting in your room was always too low We said our goodbyes before we said hello Small space 
the truth, it'll hurt less, I guess. Just tell me the truth, it'll hurt less, I guess. While you've been throwing shadows on a long flight, just pulling my feet under, move my face. Uh, all right, all right. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, my notes are like, that isn't your real voice. You cannot convince me that isn't a fake voice you're singing with. <laughs> Stop trying to sound like Amy Winehouse. No, yeah, that's, that's what I had written down. So fully just going with like the Amy Winehouse karaoke performance. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, th- I said uh, the trap drums and the EDM synths with the pitch down triplet vocals on the chorus. You know what this sounds like? like? It, it just sounds so dated. Straight 2014 Tumblr core right here. You know what this one is, what? especially with the production of the weird warbly robot chorus. It's a fucking Chainsmoker song. Yeah, like, not one of their so. singles, like one of their filler songs yeah, on their this, album. Yeah, I mean, this whole thing, like, Chainsmokers are very much also a product of that era of yes, like, EDM pop music. Definitely, but, like, that's this track more than anything else, because that's, like, my least favorite kind of pop. I was about I was about to say, I should kind of, I should have prefaced this up top by saying, like, I... Just straight up don't like this style of pop music. I never got into like the EDM pop fusion, like the house music fusion. Well, Um, I have. And like there's just so many people that do it better. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like there's coin. Mm -hmm. There's I was I was very much on the like indie pop train Mm -hmm. like back in the day when indie pop was like. MGMT and Foster yeah, the MGMT, People, yeah. uh, the Naked and Famous, Metric, uh, you know, Sleigh Bells, Mystery I was, Skulls. I was very much on that train, but then once indie pop started to incorporate all of this like house music and EDM stuff, yeah. I was like, I think I'm, I think I'm done with this. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I that's think I, I think I'm, I think I'm getting out of the indie pop scene. Yeah. But um, yeah, this this was like. It's funny because like this does sound like a single. Like this sounds like it could have been a hit. It just mm-hmm. sounds so. It just it just bleh. like you know. Yeah. It's it's like it sounds so created in it a, does. In, in a lab. Yes. Like a focus group. Yeah. It's once again like, I feel like this would be like on a bad episode of Grey's Anatomy. You know, like a yeah. universally panned. You know. Like, just tell me the truth. It'll hurt less. As they're panning over like a surgery going wrong. I don't know. Uh, oh, interesting. Um, the guy who co-wrote this co-wrote one of the tracks on Amy Winehouse's "Back to Black." Wow! Yeah. What a shock! Interesting. Uh huh. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that information out there. <laughs> Do um, with it what you will. Yeah. I, I just happened to notice that the other the other writing credit on this song had a had a link to it yeah. so i was like oh who is this guy right his name is paul stavely o'duffy what is going on uh, i don't know but jonesy's chasing kid around and i don't like it stop that She's <laughs> oh so much my god smaller than you. Stop it. anyway <laughs> let's move on uh to station the only other song on this album that is solely written and produced by lopsy herself gotcha
and it's gonna drive you back down the roads and the streets and the pavement. atmospheric slow burn of a song um which uh yeah you can tell that that like you can tell because this song and painter are the only songs that are solely written by lopsley right and solely produced by lopsley like i think this is what she wants to do yeah and it kind of frustrates me i find this a lot with like younger artists that are in the pop genre that get signed to a label is like they're the the ones that they do like just themselves like she edited this i assume for youtube um, cause it's where like a lot of her stuff debuted. There's not any additional context on genius for that, but like this feels the most authentic on the album yeah. along with like painter and also operator. Like I-, I want the whole album to be this. Honestly, I kind of would love if it was just like ambient, weird layered vocals. It's like evokes that weird dreamlike state right. where everything's a little fuzzier on the edges. It's so good on this and painter. And I just, I wish yeah. this was the other 10 tracks on the album. I said, uh, I really liked the, the pitch down vocals on this one. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. I love that. And, she's um, both halves of the duet. And, and uh, I was, you know, I said, I, I know I said something similar about one of these other songs, but I was like, this is something that would have been sampled. On like an early childish Gambino song. Oh yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, like it, ha- it very much has that that vibe of like being sampled on like blog rap. Definitely, you know? definitely. And some of her newer stuff is very much like this. Yeah, you know, like it's a lot more ambient and weird. Mm-hmm. And like I, that's I think that's just our thing is we're into more of like the niche weird like show us your real art, not just like what your manager thinks yeah. will sell. Well, I mean, it, it's like I said, like I'm. You know, I, I've already said that I don't particularly love the, like, EDM pop music. Right. So, like, anytime the album diverges from that, that's when I'm like, oh, this song is interesting. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, because, like, the things that I think are the most authentically lopsley are the best songs on the album. Yeah, for sure. She's not trying to be Amy Winehouse. Um, But, yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead. And we will move on to Love is Blind. Let's go. Push me aside when the day ends And the light is gone Put me aside for a lifetime Put my lifeline So you'll feel you've won Like I've made way too many mistakes I, I know the fire has burnt out No, I gotta leave now If love is easy If there wasn't endless energy that I could hold on to When I touch you
So I uh, hate this song. I <laughs> okay. I this is the most where she feels like a child to me. Um, like I mean, with lyrics like "Gone is the person you knew. You never loved yeah. me anyway. My name is Ebony Darkness Duration. D- <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I go to a school called Hogwarts School of Witchcraft yeah. and Wizardry, where I'm the most badass. Mm-hmm. It's that. I I always hate the like fake epic chorus. Yeah. You know, it doesn't really earn that at all. You know who she's trying um, to be on this song? Who? Ellie Golding. Yeah, I've never really listened to that much Ellie Golding. Um her new stuff is better than her older stuff. It's more experimental and dreamy. That might be uh that might be a hot take, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know enough about Ellie Golding. Yeah. But um yeah, I also I hate 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 the like fake asian guitar yeah on this song i hate it i hate it when it's like a big thing in edm yeah i feel like because a lot of edm tries to sound like it's world music yes and like they try to air quotes around that it's that manufactured exoticism yeah and this is in a weird way i'm gonna sound like every like a blue-haired feminist on twitter but it (laughs) does feel a little appropriative go off queen When you don't do it well, it's just like I don't know. I mean, it's yeah. probably not. It's probably just a me thing. But in my, it, it's a yuck for me. It, when it, songs well, because do it doesn't sound intentional. It doesn't sound like it's fitting with the vibe of the song. It sounds like a, a plug-in. Yeah, that, that they found and they were like. Oh yeah, let's throw this on it. Yeah, and it's you just, know, the, it's interesting. The like, song needs a lead melody. Let's use this. <laughs> the more outside production is on the songs, the less I like the song. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, the more they try to like add to it, mm-hmm. uh, the worse it sounds. Too I feel many like. cooks. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, that's all. This is yeah. definitely this is <laughs> by far my least favorite song on this album. Yeah, that's completely uh, fair. Let's move on to Silver Lake, which is uh, You know what we need to do? We need hmm. we need to watch Under the Silver Lake. What's Under the Silver Lake? It's a movie. It's a it's a weird surrealist movie about like Hollywood, starring. Um, I think it's about Hollywood, but it's got uh uh oh my god, what's his name? Spider Andrew Garfield. Oh, I, Andrew Garfield I will literally watch anything with Andrew Garfield it's one in of those, it. It's one of those movies that like apparently A twenty four like marketed it really poorly, mm-hmm. and uh, so everyone hated it when it came out. But yeah. now it has like a big cult following. Gotcha. Uh, so very Jennifer's body. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it, apparently it's it's closer to like Bo is Afraid. It's like a very oh. very surreal movie. Gotcha. Uh. So yeah, we gotta watch that. Definitely. Definitely. Anyway, Let's here's get... uh Silver Lake, uh, comma under the. Step <laughs> outside. So you can see my face from the inside Breathe in time It's only my life Step outside I know another girl has felt that case So I turn to face Yeah, so I turn to Inside the ivy, all I see is space that comes between. Inside the ivy in the house, beautiful now, but soon you'll be gone. Like silver lake, 
it's fine. Yeah. I don't have much to say about this one. Literally, the only uh, note that I have in my um in my notes is a uh, cool baseline on the course. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the only thing I wrote down for this song. Nothing else about this song left any type of impression. This on me. is another one. It's a uh, co-written by the same guy who co-wrote. Tell me the truth. Yeah. The, 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 um, Amy Winehouse guy. Yeah. It just, it feels like they wanted this to be 12 tracks and they just like forced yeah. a bunch of the, the, this one and, um, fucking like cliff, and mm-hmm. uh, love is blind. They just feel so forced. P- people, people really, really got to start getting more comfortable with releasing nine track albums. Please, God, <laughs> be respectful of our time. Won't you? Right. Won't someone think of the music critics? Or, or you know what? Three of these songs should have been like interludes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. More of the weird instrumental, dreamy interludes, yeah. please. Those are those are my favorite on the album. But yeah, I just I, I had absolutely nothing to say about this song. Yeah, it's just. It's, it just it's, it's is. there. It's there. It's just inoffensive. Um, yeah. What was it that like um, Trent Reznor said to Halsey about her album? It's just inoffensive, basic Spotify bedroom pop. I get. I don't. I'm not sure what you're referencing. Oh no no no. Um, when Trent Reznor did the production on that yeah. last Halsey album, and she like had sent him. Right. And he was like, it's fine. Yeah. But it could be better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the vibe I've got. Yeah, from honestly, like, all of this type of music should be produced by Trent Reznor, I think. Honestly, yes. <laughs> it would make it much better. <laughs> I agree. Um, but yeah, we, we've only got two songs left on this thing. Um, so let's get into a leap. Hell yeah. Just turn the light These disturbances no matter 
I'm going to skip ahead a little bit because I have a thing in my notes about this song having fake African drums, but... But where? Is it here? Where were they? Oh, wait, there it is. There it is. <laughs> like, what in the eyewitness discovery kids? Okay, yeah, I just wanted to get that in there. That's like the <laughs> preset you get on like a keyboard you get when you're a kid, like for the, like the bamboo sounds. Yeah, yeah, I was like, it, I mean that it, that kind of goes back to what I was saying about the Asian guitars. Like it was so popular in EDM. Yeah, it became at the time like to throw um, these fake like exotic drums. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it just it's like why? Yeah, I don't know. Like like I said, I think it was just like. You know, the general concept of, like, world music was starting, you know, be, uh, was kind of popular. And people just wanted new sounds, but it all just sounds so, like, tacked on. And yeah, especially since, like, I mean, as you can tell, like, we listened to over half of the song and be- before those drums even come in. And it's like, why were they there in the first? Like, I don't yeah, know. They it, don't it, add any. There's so many things on this album that I'm just like... <laughs> It would, it's, it's, it's too many cooks. There's so yeah. many things that I'm just like, if you just like walked that back or just didn't have right. like that layered in, some of this would be so much better. Like that song probably would have been pretty cool. Yeah. I think that's, that, it's like decent background music. Yeah. Like, I think that's what frustrates me with some of the tracks on this album is like Lopsley was fine. She did yeah. not need any extra production. I was saying, I, this album was so much easier to get through when I was listening to it at work. Yeah. Definitely. Because I wasn't like paying close attention to it. Yeah. Cause it just. I mean, it, it's a little boring. It is. Compared to, like, what we normally listen yeah. to. Um, we normally listen this to sure exciting shit, music. This sure shit ain't no Dillinger escape plan. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. God. But, um... Yeah, that's basically all I had. Is I didn't, I didn't yeah. like... I didn't like the fake African drums. No. Um, and just kind of... All goes back to me not really vibing with most of the the EDM influences on yeah. this album. Yeah, like I like several tracks on this album. Um, I'm probably gonna put several of these on a playlist that I'm making for yeah. Megan, because um, I think she'll like them too. I know she'll like the ones that I've liked. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's so it's bloated with all this extra. Yeah, that didn't need to be there. You know, for sure. Uh, but we have one track left. Oh my god, I thought that was the last track. Nope. Uh, let's get into uh, seven months. This is the one with um, some production credits from Muramasa. Yeah. Let's do it. Lean on me when you're. <laughs> Sorry. No. Oh my... <laughs> Seven months in many ways I'd lost substance Every night when you played I would wander out Seven months I feel I gave all myself And every night I 
seem to be enough Be enough And I would take the long way home And you would follow mine But I will always be alone And never seem to be Seven months, I felt a change. I am I so sorry <laughs> about messing up your bit. That yeah, was very okay. funny. I got distracted by the cats. Yeah, no, I, I understand. Our cats were looking at each other. It was very important. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've also been like trying to like wrestle underneath me, and I'm like, oh god, please, please don't. Not while we're doing the episode. Yeah, I apologize. That was my fault. You're fine. <laughs> Uh, but that that bit was the only thing I had in my notes for this. I mean, Is that it? Just reminded me of the piano from Lean on Me. The only thing I had in my notes about this for like the last track, because it was um when Mark came over, so I, I was a little distracted. Like for the last three tracks, was just what the fuck is that weird clicking noise in the background? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's another weird drum plugin that was really popular but yeah it, i mean it still is like this is why i can't like house music still just kind of sounds like this and this yeah. is why i can't really listen to house music because it's fucking boring i'm sorry for all of our edm friends because i know we have a few mm-hmm. but uh yeah please show us some better edm <laughs> uh, don't, uh, don't please don't send me house music i'm not gonna listen to it <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm, it's not my thing. That's I don't fair. vibe. Like EDM in general, like EDM helps me understand outsider views of metal. Yeah, definitely. Really, because like EDM guys and metal guys are very similar in that, mm-hmm. like, if you don't primarily listen to EDM, it all sounds the fucking same. Yeah. Whereas yeah. it's the same thing with metal. If you don't primarily listen to metal, like, I could I could walk up to an EDM dude and show him a black metal song, a thrash metal song, a death metal song, and a grindcore song. Yep. He's not gonna know which one's which. Yeah. The same way an EDM dude could show me a house song, a drum and bass song, a dubstep song, and and a and a happy hardcore song. Right. And I'm not gonna know which one of those is which. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's it's very 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 similar to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, don't. Don't send me house music and I won't send you grindcore. <laughs> <laughs> or I will send you grindcore and you can send me your favorite house music. <laughs> uh, but Seems yeah. like a fair trade. That but That is the album. I liked a, half of it. A mostly inoffensive uh, EDM tinged indie pop record from 2016. Wild. Yep, wild. Did this... you happen to look up any negative reviews for this album? Yes, I did. So, because there... I'm sure uh, some men on the internet had thoughts about this. Well, there weren't a lot of reviews. Period. Oh, really? For this? I mean, I guess that makes sense. She's not like a massive artist. Yeah, I mean, there's one like both. That's the funny. Like, there were no reviews. I think there was like one positive review on album of the year, and that was it. Gotcha. There were two reviews on Rate Your Music, and both of them are like pretty negative Mm -hmm. um the first one just says uh this is how stagnant the indie pop scene is this is a one and a half star review uh i was honestly not aware of how many times you could write the same melody on an album and still pass it (laughs) off as art it's the same bland reverb and delay soaked affected indie pop that is everywhere nowadays the lyrics are repetitive and shallow 
The beats fall flat after the first 30 seconds, and her voice, while not terrible, has no distinct qualities to it. Stay away unless you're a fucking hipster who likes this trash. I mean, I guess I'm a fucking hipster that likes yeah. some of this trash. I was on Just Girly Things Tumblr, and you know, this is the soundtrack for Use- Just Girly Things, but the breakup soundtrack. Using hipster as an insult is very of its time right this is very i mean this is uh, honestly it's a little 2016 is a little late to be calling people hipsters right that's a that's like a 2012 insult right it is that's um i bet like if somebody was to respond to that their response would be okay boomer because that's a more up-to-date 2016 insult yeah yeah i was about i was literally about to say well okay boomer's already like that's a 2016 insult. exactly exactly um yeah the the other review is a little long. I don't feel like reading it. Yeah, I was hoping we'd get some funny ones. You know? I mean, yeah, not really. It, I don't think it was, like, popular. Yeah. Like, I don't think a lot of people heard this album. Yeah, which is kind of a bummer, because where it shines, it's re- when it's good, it's really good. Yeah. I will say, like, it might have gotten relatively popular in the UK. Yeah. Um, But, like, I mean, it, it, it's, you know... It shows that, like, when I picked it up, I had never heard of this person before. Yeah, and you've been pretty involved in the online music scene for quite a while now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, overall, I think it's a perfectly fine record. Yeah, I mean, my favorite three tracks are Operator, Painter, and um, the other dreamy one Station. Station. Yeah, same. I like Painter and Operator and, you know, a little bit of Station. Mostly Operator, I think. Mm-hmm. Operators and and hurt me. Hurt me is like kind of a fine. Yeah, it's a it's a great pop single. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It would have been huge had it like, I don't know, maybe come out six months earlier. Probably. I, I agree. Like, honestly. No, this song, if it had dropped in 2014, would have been everywhere. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I forgot to pull up pull the thing up and get ready for this. Oh yeah, because uh, all that's left to do is plug our socials yeah. and shuffle, right? Let's do it. Uh don't forget to follow us uh at MBF Records Pod on uh Twitter and on Instagram. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Frequency Shifts. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Amanda Moonchild for my personal Instagram where you'll find art and fashion and moss. It's at Spicy Pisces Crises. And you can also follow me on TikTok at Amanda Moonchild. Yeah, and next week... What are we uh, doing? I'm going to skip that one. Ah. Oh, my God. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> uh, fine. <laughs> next week, we're doing Led Zeppelin 4. Woo! <laughs> Let's go. Let's go! Yeah, Classic rock. Yeah. Now, 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 it's, now it's time for some real moments. Let's, let's go. Let's go. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.